God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony Wilson, and welcome to Love Thy Neighbor. Uh, for the next 30 to 40 minutes, I will be answering questions about the things going on in our world from members of our church and our community. And so please tune in uh, to this uh question and answer session. There's going to be some great, great questions, and I pray that God gives us some great answers. And so hopefully if you have the opportunity to call in or you're on the list of people that the link has been sent out to, uh, please call in with your your questions ready. Uh, we would love to try our best to answer them from the Bible, from the Word of God. Uh, our world is going through a lot of changes. People are coming up with uh, new doctrines all the time, and there are all kinds of things being said, but let's go to the Bible. So I want to welcome you to Love Thy Neighbor, and after these messages, we'll jump right into our question and answer segment today. God bless you, it's Apostle Anthony Wilson, and uh, you're listening to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast. Uh, right now, we are waiting to see uh, what questions people may have um, about the things that are going on in our world. And to them, we're just going to spend some time in worship and uh, just waiting on the Lord and uh, praying that God will give us insight uh, for uh, questions that people may have about the things that are going on. Hey, Joe, hear you. Pastor Joe, glad to have you on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. So always, always good to see my people. Um, what are your, what, uh, you got any, got any questions for me to try to work out through scripture? Yes, I, 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 I have a question. Amen. <laughs> um, how do you tie the Isaiah 2620 and then obviously, you know, what we did with Matthew 20, Matthew 24, um, 6 through 8, I believe it's 6 through 8. Um, and then I'm going to even just throw the third one out there. And you know how everybody is saying the second Chronicles 714. Mm -hmm. 714. Well, you know, as far, how do we, how do we tie them all together? <laughs> as far as tying them together, so Isaiah... Isaiah is speaking to the Israelites about the, the, the captivity. And so um, Isaiah 2620 is a, um, is a beautiful, beautiful scripture. It says, come my people into your chambers and shut the door behind you. Hide yourself as it were for a little moment until the indignation is past. Uh, but you got to read the next verse for behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth, uh, their iniquities and the earth will also disclose her blood and no and will no more cover her slain. And so um, 
this is supposed to be a comfort to the Israelites um, that as they come into the chamber, God is going to cover them and protect them while he exercises judgment on the earth. Uh, it was to them, but it does have prophetic meaning to the end times that uh, that's exactly what he's going to do, that he's going to spare the righteous. He's going to cover the righteous when all of this, uh, uh, when everything really breaks free, um, he's going to spare them. He's going to cover them. He's going to keep them from his wrath and his ind ind indignation. And so Matthew uh, 24 uh, verses uh, six through eight um, is actually talking about before that time would come. Really, okay. um, you would have to go further in Matthew to probably get a, get the scripture to line up with that. Because Matthew 24, um, six through eight, uh, the wars and rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, um, all these things he says in verse eight are the beginning of sorrows. And so here, um, the righteous are actually gonna be present in the beginning of sorrows. That's why he's telling them what's gonna happen because they're actually gonna to have to go through it. It actually says that, um, that uh, verse, if you read down to verse 10, and then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and deceive many because of lawlessness will abound uh, and the love of many will wax cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now we, we heard that verse ever since we were little kids. The one that endures to the end shall be saved. And so that means that the righteous are actually going to go through this. In uh, Isaiah 26, he's covering them and keeping them out of it, which probably sounds more like um, in the end times where God pulls the, the, the righteous out of uh, the wrath that's coming upon the earth. So, okay. That's good. What verse was that last one? Uh, Matthew 20, uh, 24, um, and I read 6 through uh, 13. Okay. I covered 6 through 13, because then you go into 15, which is the great tribulation, the abomination of desolation, all that spooky stuff, you know, that people get afraid of. Um, right. uh, the righteous are going to have to be here through, through a part of this. There is going to be a part where he says that... Um, He's going to he's going to take them like the, like he did Noah and he saved Noah and his family. He's going to save the righteous also. And that would be more like what Isaiah 26, uh, 20 and 21 is talking about. Right. 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 Amen. Right. What else we got? Jewel, you got something? She what? I'm, I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to work through what you just said. <laughs> because I think it tied into. I didn't know the exact verse that um, um, I had somebody come to me with, but it was talking about us going through or us having to endure the wars and 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 going through it. And they try to use that as. At this time, but we're not going through war. We're going through sickness. Oh, I was just well. Well, we are. Um, I mean, if you, if you remember, um, just last year, uh, just before the beginning of the year, 
uh, right around the beginning of the year, uh, Trump actually uh, went in and took out the leader of um, of one of the nations over um, over some uh, uh, some issues that he was uh, he felt that it was over national security. And so there was a thought that they were going to retaliate. And so, again, you have rumors because it says rumors of wars, you know, um, and then you have um, let's see, verse six. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And and uh, he said, see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. He said, for nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So all of this stuff is the beginning of what is to come. Amen. Look like we're having a little little technical difficulty. Bomb died, killed them and stuff, and then they heard a retaliation. So Trump sent some of our our military people over, you know, just getting ready to um, whip the war to there stop or if anything retaliates or anything goes on, that um, this can start a war. This can start a big war. So with the big war um, going on, it's like you said, as rumors. You know, there's another one over there that says, and then you hear of earthquakes and different things. You know, have you been, um, there was just an earthquake that just hit. Um, we just left Vegas and yeah. just right the other day, an earthquake hit was 4.5 up in Northern um, Nevada. Yeah. You know, like, so it's like, you know, you hear some of these things. I'm sorry, Pastor, I was just trying to- No, go ahead. Until you got back on. No, go ahead, go, go ahead. I mean, yeah. no, nah, it's absolutely true. Um, all those things are happening and they're happening all around us. And we have to be aware that he says, don't be afraid, don't be troubled, because these things have to come to pass. They have to happen, um, but it's just the beginning. It depends on it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to somebody who doesn't know God, then right now you want them to come to know him. You know, the Bible, we talked about it on Sunday and in, in Sunday's message that God is not slack concerning his promises as some count slackness. But God is waiting patiently because he's not willing for anyone to perish, but that all come to repentance. And so his desire is not for people to die in their sins. His desire is for them to live for eternity with him. 
And so even though these things are happening, uh, we have to tell people that there's hope in Christ that, yeah, this life is going to end for everybody. There's not a person living today that is not going to pass away from this life, whether it's by coronavirus, whether it's by a stray bullet, whether it's by a, a car wreck, whether it's by a heart attack, whether it's old age, they're going to have to leave this world. But the one thing that they have to make sure is that before they leave this world, that they're in right relationship with Christ. Now, if it's a believer, then we tell the believers, hey, you know, in this season, you know, let the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your heart and your mind. Be comforted that these things are happening so that people know that you're following the right God because it's 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 your God that said that these things are going to happen. And so, you know, he's covering you because he wouldn't have said if it was going to happen if he meant for it to hurt you. No, he meant to show you so you could say, yes, this is what the Bible says. This is the God that we serve. It's like the Apostle Paul. He was on a boat that was getting ready to be shipwrecked. And the angel of the Lord came to him that night and told him, Paul, you're going to survive and everybody's going to survive with you, but the ship is going to be lost. Paul turned around and told everybody, the God that I serve told me we're going to survive. We're going to make it, but the ship is going to be lost. That's why we as the people of God need a word from the Lord, you know, to what's going on. And, and Paul had a word in the midst of a disaster. He had a word of encouragement and said, hey, God's not through with me yet. So if you guys, if you guys are hanging with me, we're all going to make it. Even though a lot's going to be lost in this season, in this time, there's going to be a lot of things that lost. There's some people that are losing their jobs. They need to know just because you lost your job doesn't mean you lose your faith. Uh, there are going to be some people that uh, even get sick, but they're, they're probably going to recover because if God's not through with them yet, then they got Come something on. to live for. And so we want to be encouraging people along those lines that don't give up just because things aren't going your way. God is still in control. Right. Okay. I have, I have, I have another question. Okay. Come on. <laughs> So um, everybody, um, if, if, if you're watching social media or whatever, everybody is either if you're a believer or non-believer is speaking, standing, or trying to understand Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Seven fourteen, yes. Uh, or thirteen. Sorry, don't start at thirteen because I, I, you know, you want to go. Don't just say one verse. Start right. at thirteen. You know, going to fourteen, but you got to go into fifteen. Um, and people speaking on that, but then a lot of people is questioning that why would God, and I'm just going to use this as just take like Italy or take like China. Mm -hmm. Like if this is the scripture that we're supposed to stand on, why would God cause people to die from sin if they're not even like with age? They're talking about like the children and all that. Like mm -hmm. why is all this? And I know that God is not causing it, but I want you to talk to the people that answer that question because they think that because of the sin, this is what he's mad at us. And this is what he's doing. Right. And so uh, this, uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14 was specifically um, during the time that Solomon was king. And this was a covenant that God was making with Solomon about the temple. It really is about the temple. And he's explaining to Solomon that in this temple, if you come and you pray to me, if, 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 if all these disasters start happening 
He said, if, if the heavens shut up and there is no rain, if locusts come upon the, the face of the earth and disease and pestilence, he said, if my people are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, I would then hear from, hear from heaven, uh, forgive their sin and heal their land. This is a covenant that he's making with them. Um, and he says that his eyes will be open to them and be attentive to them in this place. And the place that he's talking about is the temple. And so this is, this is specifically for Israel. What we're dealing with right now is New Testament type stuff. This is end times. This is last days type stuff. These are, uh, these are things that have to happen because uh, the, the, that sin has run rampant on the earth. God is not punishing us because of sin, but sin has a consequence. Sin is like the coronavirus. It's a disease that once it's grown, once it gets to the apex of what it is, it's going to destroy. And we live in a planet that is decaying every day. The Bible says that the earth is groaning and groaning to be renewed. So the earth wants to be renewed and is waiting to see the true sons of God, us to step up and speak salvation to the nations so that once the gospel is preached to its apex, then God says, now it's time. Everybody who can hear it has heard it. Everybody who needed to hear it knows it. Then he's going to send uh, Jesus to return. And that's when all of this stuff is going to wrap up. And so what we're seeing right now is the things that we actually should have been anticipating um, that sin is not a punishment for sin. It's the result of sin. So it's not God actually saying, I'm going to punish you. It's God saying, this is what happens when sin gets to its fullness. And uh, he said that we would be like the days of Noah, eating and drinking and being merry and getting, and all these things will be happening like nothing's going on. And then boom, that's when the right. end is going to come. And so uh, Jesus was preparing his disciples. That's why I say Matthew 24 is really where we're at where Jesus told his disciples, he's like, hey, this stuff is going to happen, but it's not the end yet. It's not the end. So be of good cheer. Hold on. Don't think, hey, uh, run for the hills, all that kind of stuff. He's saying, trust in me, trust in what I've said. I'm telling you this so that you'll be ready when this stuff happens. That's good. Okay. So... So mainly, so basically what you're saying is like coming from the, like the Matthew 24 and preparation, preparing and stuff. Us as believers, we should um, not only have the peace and the comfort and the reassurance on what God is going to do for us and protect us, but we should be, I, I, I'm going to use the word evangelizing. Yes. This should be, this should be the best tool at this time for the evangelist to stand up and now go out there and speak about Christ so people can be saved. Yes. 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 This is a great opportunity to share the gospel because you can go right to the Bible and say, look, look, this is exactly what Jesus said was going to happen. You know, this is exactly the way he said it was going to happen. It's going on right now, along with a host of other things that are happening in our world um, that fit exactly what the Bible says. You know, Second Timothy, chapter three is being fulfilled right now. Second uh, oh, yeah. Timothy chapter, he said, in the last days, perilous times will come where people will be lovers of themselves more than they be lovers of God. They'll be disobedient to parents. They'll be, you know, unloving, unforgiving, 
all these deep, different things that we already see. We already know that these things are going on, um, but yet it takes these type of events to like wake everybody up and like, wait a minute, this thing is crazy. Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse one, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutes, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power and from such people turn away. This is the kind of stuff that's been going on and it's happening right now, along with the wars and rumors of wars and pestilence, you know, and false Christ. There have been false Christ that have come on the earth. People leading whole groups of people astray saying that I'm the second coming of Jesus. Jesus said, if they say it, don't believe them. Don't go there. Don't follow them. And so, yeah, this, this is a time where all this stuff is really coming to pass. And we really, really should be on our guard, praying for people and leading people to Christ, the, the true Christ. Sweet. Amen. <laughs> there was another one that I wanted to, um, yeah, man, if you got something else, looks like you're the only two on. I sent it out to the whole group. Only a few people popped in. Because we're being obedient. <laughs> <laughs> you got it because it's good to get these questions. I mean, we're asking questions that people's probably wondering and, and wondering, but just not, not asking. Um, so I guess I'll take another, another question or, so with this being said, um, and with what's going on, should the believer or should people just still go on? I mean, I, I understand we got to obey the, the laws of the land, but should people just, just continue to go on with everyday life? Like this is not happening, you know, whatever, even though we know it is happening, but don't be so fearful of the thought and the mindset of, oh you know, catching it, you know, or whatever, or like, how should people like continue to live their life in this crisis? I believe that people should be, you know, wise, um, in the same thing that you would do at any other time of the year where it's flu season, you're supposed to be washing your hands, getting rest, drinking fluids, you know, doing all the things that you can. I was listening to, um, uh, the CDC doctors, on their on the radio station that they have and they were telling people what i would have told them like hey if you're washing your hands you're getting proper rest you're staying hydrated um there's really nothing for you nothing else for you to do if you catch it then th there wasn't no way you were going to stop it you know uh stop yourself from catching it and for for the most part uh i've been following this thing tracking this thing um most people actually probably are going to catch it because it's no different than the common cold. You're going to get the same symptoms as the common cold. It's just that some people's immune system is not as strong as other people. Some people have underlying health issues that makes it harder for them to fight it off. Whereas somebody who's healthy, who doesn't have any problems, they're going to catch it and then they're going to be out of it within 14 days. And some people probably had it and didn't know that they had it and they're already over it, you know, uh, because that's kind of what it is right now. 
Um, but if you haven't come directly in contact with somebody, then there's probably a, a very, very small, excuse me, a very, very small chance of you catching it. Um, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in Pueblo right now and Pueblo only has three people out of the seven, almost 800 people in Colorado who, who have it. Pueblo has three. Well, that's because they're probably not really coming into contact with anybody who has it because Pueblo is not a very dense population. It's so wide open. And the farther you get out, the more, le the, the less likely you're going to catch it. That's why they're putting all these um, orders in place because they're like, look, guys, if we limit all this congregating, you know, then we'll limit the, the passing it along uh, because that's what's happening over the weekend. There were people at the park uh, having basketball tournaments and volleyball tournaments. And, and all of a sudden you look up over the weekend and 300 more people got it. And you're like, well, what's going on? It's because we actually do need to settle down use things like this technology, the Zoom, you know, and things like that to have conversations for right now because we want to stop the spread so that people can recover. If they have it, they'll recover quicker if they rest anyway. So basically, treat everybody like they got the flu, send them all home from work and say, rest up for a couple of weeks and then come back, you know, but as long as people are defying that and saying, well, I'm just going to go out anyway and I'm just going to get together anyway and I'm just going to party anyway because if it's going to kill me, it's just going to kill me. That's not necessarily what the Bible is teaching. The Bible's talking about, you know, you serving God, you and there's other ways to preach the gospel other than I got to go show up at this person's house. You know, uh, we're sharing the gospel right now. We're sharing the word of God right now over airwaves and we ain't got to go to nobody's house. So it's important that we are, you know, listening to what's being said and using wisdom uh, because in the end we want to, we want to, we want to protect each other. You know, I may be able to fight it off, but what if I'm around a person who can't, you know, am, am I supposed to just, you know, Oh, I'll be all right. And then they die from it. No, I wouldn't want that to happen. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Those are the main questions that I know I had, um, you know, just with dealing with people and all that. And, you know, the only thing that I know that God's really been placing on my heart is that um, this is about to identify really who's walking with me and who knows me compared to who doesn't. Um, and how he's going to be, um, his presentation or he, he's going to be presented to the people. Um, because you know, right now people needs comfort. Everybody needs love and everybody needs that reassurance yeah. and knowing, and, um, those that are strong in the faith, people's going to come to you because you're able to give that reassurance of knowing that God got us and that we're okay. Um, we just gotta, you know, obey his word. We gotta obey the words that whatever our government and everybody's been saying, and let's just take it serious um to the best of our ability and this too shall pass but when we don't um it's going to continue to go longer and longer um until something tragically uh, have to happen again like people we're hearing well in a couple of days martial law is about to take over everybody do this i'm like i don't think we really want to deal with martial law but let's just do what's supposed to be done right <laughs> i mean that's the truth right there if you just uh, they've issued the stay at home order it goes in effect today at 5 p.m 
and it lasts till April 10th, right? Uh, right? What that means is that you don't go out for any unnecessary reasons. If you need to go to the grocery store, go to the grocery store. You need to go and check on your sick mother, go check on your sick mother. You can go and walk your dog and, you know, they're not saying you can't get out the house, right? They're not saying, oh, uh, we're locking you in and we're, we're going to have police waiting for you. No, it's none of that. As a matter of fact, Mayor Hancock said that uh, specifically. He said, look, it's not about trying to ticket people and trying to. It's about keeping each other safe. That's what it's about. It's about public safety. And so you don't want to do anything weird or crazy or, oh, we're going to throw a big party at my house. No. What you're going to do is you're going to go home. You're going to spend some time with your family. You're going to watch some Netflix. Uh, you're going to some Hulu. You know, they got Fandango. Um, what's it called? Uh, they got this new Fandango thing where you can watch some movies that are in the theaters. So oh, yeah. you can actually watch some of the, the new movies. Hey, watch some movie, break out some popcorn, cook some meals at home, stop eating out, you know, all that stuff, you know, right. feel feel good about yourself. Uh, check out my, my, my podcast from Saturday. I give a whole list of things that people could be doing right now mm -hmm. that are very beneficial. You know, they could be getting on some things that they, they, they didn't do, you know, uh, while they were working all the time and ripping and running. God is giving you a chance to slow down, take some inventory, get healthy, get your mind right. Don't let this be uh, a restriction. Oh, we're locked up and the government's trying to control us and all that kind of stuff. Even if they were, all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his purpose. So whatever their plan is, that that's not God's plan for me. So I'm going to believe that God has a better plan than whatever they have. And so, yeah, it, it, this is this is not something to be played with. Hello. Hello. Hi, Pastor. Hi. I'm the only person okay. that can see you. So they ain't nobody else on there. <laughs> okay. I have a question. Uh -huh. um, how can you use God's word in a time like this to calm someone who is not really walking with God? Um, I, I would, um, I, the, the, the scripture I used on Sunday, you know, that, that God is not willing for anyone to perish but that all okay. come to repentance. Um, second Peter chapter three and verse nine, God cares for every single individual. He's, his plan is not to just punish and burn everybody and kill everybody. His plan is to save everybody from their sins, the penalties of their sins, so they can be with him for eternity. So that's his goal. That's his desire. That's what he really, really wants to do. And so you can share that with people uh, whether they're saved or unsaved, that his his goal is for them to be with him. He's not looking okay. to just throw people in hell like people have thought, oh, this is because of our sin. We're all in trouble. God is just dooming us and all that kind of stuff. It's not that at all. God is not willing for any to perish. He desires for all to come to repentance. That's his heart's desire. He loves them just as much as he loves anybody else. Okay, that's good. Thank you. I was trying to uh, calm my cousin down, who is now in a panic, state of a panic, because someone at her job has the virus, and now she's in a state of a panic, and I was trying to tell her, just, you're good, God got you, and no, but y'all, and I'm like, girl, so 
So I just, that's right. going to be better. To and, and then pray with her. Say, you know what? Have you ever actually asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life? Because if you haven't, then this is a great time to do it. Because if you got to go, then you need to know where you're going if you leave here. Right. Yeah. You're right. All right. Thank you, Pastor. All right. God bless you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, those, those, those are some good questions, though. Those are some good questions, you know. I have to download something. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I said you, you can get on here. You can you can ask questions online. <laughs> Amen. All right. Any any more questions? Because um, we can we can wind it down. I wish more people would have popped on. Uh, hopefully, um, I may do this again tomorrow. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Wow. Right. That's that game was a warning. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> Right. I'm in the grocery store and I figured I had to get the volume on. Now I'm scared to <laughs> I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lord doesn't ascend it with a shout. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Hey, Brother Tim, what's going on? Hey. Oh, man, I'm blessed to, blessed to be here to be with you guys. You on Love Thy yeah. Neighbor. <laughs> Glad to do a part two of this, Pastor. Yeah, man, I might do another one tomorrow. Right. Hey, brother Joe. Hey. <laughs> 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 Let me see if I can get it mute on my side. Here, I'll I'll do it for you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Amen. So, brother Tim, you got you got a question? I got about seven minutes left. Uh, to answer a question, and then we may have to do this again tomorrow eve tomorrow afternoon and get some more people on you there Tim uh oh did we lose him uh, um, oh there we go yeah i'm here I'm, uh, um, yeah i had a i saw uh, a member put out a video about conspiracy theories and I, I guess I'm just interested in hearing uh, I guess the feedback from God's word <laughs> right kinds of things. But also it's just in my heart though I feel like we're being given a chance to show that we can police ourselves uh, I used to be in the National Guard and, and this is what we train for but uh yeah, um, I'm really praying that as a community, we show that we don't need all of that, you know, to back up the police. But if it comes to that, I'm, to me, it would be uh, a comfort, I guess. <laughs> To know that the police do have some backup support if they need it, but I'm praying that they won't. Mm -hmm. So, so was there a question that you had? Um, yeah, I guess my question is how to stay relevant in these times and how to, I guess I'm being challenged to find strategies to reach out to people without the physical contact. I know this is one way, 
this is one way, but uh, I'm open to more ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a this is a great way. Um, I don't think you need m much much more than this. I mean, you actually get to see the person face to face on a Zoom call or um, um, a, a video call or what have you. Um, we're coming up with all kinds of ways uh, to create um, these virtual online groups so that we can have more time to um, just connect with each other uh, and then just being intentional. See, now you have to actually be intentional, intentional, intentional about calling people, about checking on people, um, because uh, you, you aren't going to just see them on Tuesday. Oh, I'm just going to see you Tuesday night at Bible study, or I'm just going to see you Sunday at church. Uh, no, you actually won't see them or talk to them unless you be intentional, which I think is a great thing um, that once this is over, if we have built up a new habit of being intentional about reaching out to each other and checking on each other, um, we kind of take it for granted. You know, we kind of take mm -hmm. it for granted that, oh, we'll see them Sunday, you know, or we'll see you, you know, yeah. but now you can't take it for granted. You actually have to be intentional and create ways uh, to connect with other people. Amen. Amen. Uh, you just made me think of another question I did have. Good. Uh, Good. Can this social distancing be considered a form of fasting? Um, not necessarily. Um, I think it's probably more a form of suffering in the sense that um, there's a lot of people when they're isolated like this uh, that they don't do well. And, you know, I'm concerned right. about people's mental health right. when they're when they're when they're forced to be isolated. I, I know right. people that I need to go. I need to contact them every day because they're at home alone and all they have right. is a cat or a dog or, you know, and it's a struggle for them. Uh, because they don't have anybody else in the house. Those of us that are married, we got our wife, we got our kids. But think about that individual that is single and they're all by themselves and they don't have that other person there to talk to. Mm -hmm. That is not necessarily healthy. And so I wouldn't deem that as a form of fasting. I would deem that as, as, as something that I'd be worried about to see somebody isolated like that. Um, and so we need to reach out to them. I was telling somebody Amen. the other day that, you know what, with, without a church building, it seems like we need to gather more. We need to find ways to gather more because we took it for granted that we could just keep gathering. You know, now we got to actually create these type of opportunities to gather. Amen. Amen. So Amen. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. I got two minutes left um, in this broadcast. And so um, I got Pastor Joe on here. I got Deacon Tim Pastor Joe, can can you pray for the listeners? Um, oh, yeah. I would really love for you to be able to do that since I got you on here. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Amen. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time right now. We thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to be able to just use the creativity of things that is placed in our life, Father God, just to be able to still fellowship, break bread, um, speak your word, thank your you, God. word, and release your word, Father God. We, we pray right now, Father God, for the listener. 
that they just hold their head up, Father God, that they would just stay calm and they will be peaceful, knowing that I have a peace in their spirit, knowing that, God, that you are in control, Father God. It doesn't matter if you're a believer or a non-believer. We know that, God, you are in control. And yes, we God. Say that we to lift up the name Jesus right now upon the earth, Father yes, God. Yes, the and name know of that, Jesus. Um, our Lord, that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, and Lord Amen. Jesus, that when we call upon you, that all things manifest and work together for the good. So we just thank you, Father God, for this podcast. We thank you for our, our apostle. We thank you for everything that is happening. We just ask you to continue to have your way, continue to allow us to um, come together in a time like this, and just continue just to hear your voice, Father God. That's all this is about, is a gathering to hear your voice. So we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you. And we say this, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you guys. You're listening to Love Thy Neighbor. Amen. Remember to love love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you guys. Hey, I'll see you guys for Bible study tonight. God bless. All right. All right. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming on. Amen. God bless you. You're listening to Love Thy Neighbor on Anchor Radio. God bless you. Till next time.